So, Nick, is being gay your whole personality? <laughs> it's my whole personality. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live on gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream. You can access that live stream every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are super happy to have you join us. My name is Tom, and I'm your host, and as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing co-host, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And? Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. All right, and welcome you all. Um, It's going to be a very probably um, mundane show, as as I like to call it, um, you know, uneventful. Who the fuck are we kidding? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it was officially indictment day, and we're super excited to talk about all of that. Uh, but we do need to address something first before we move on to roundtable. So last week we had mentioned that uh, Hans M. Hershey was going to join us on the show to talk about his new book. Unfortunately, because of scheduling conflicts, Hans will not be able to join us today, but we will reschedule and have him on the show. Bummer. Some other time. Uh, I soon. did email him back. Good. Today. 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 Right. <laughs> um, you know, our, our email intern over here, um, you know, she sort of kind of didn't receive Forgot the email. Forgot to let us know. That, no. she, that she canceled. Uh, but Hans reached out to me and said to me, you know, unfortunately, you know, I can't, I can't make it and I'm super bummed about it. But And so are we. But we'll, we'll have to come back. He emailed us on March 7th. <laughs> It's literally almost been a month. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I emailed him back today. Yeah. Sorry about that. Good job. Good job. But uh, we're here. We're queer. Thank you for joining us. And uh, of course, uh, we were going to talk about a book, but we'll make sure to have uh, details of the book on tonight's post. We'll post it on our social media, uh, Facebook. Uh, we don't do Twitter anymore. So um, yeah, just Facebook. And um yeah, that's that. So anyway, roundtable with my boys. We're going to kick it over to Jay. We're going to start with you this week. Jay Bird, how are you? Good. You look good. Feeling better. You smell good. I, smell, I wow. showered. You yeah. look good. You Saturday, smell good. You act good. I showered on Saturday. Well, yeah. that's 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 pretty. Saturdays is my turn. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today's Wednesday, so that means you showered four days ago. Yeah. Conserving water. Conserving water. Pr- proud of you. Proud of you. <laughs> So what goes it? What's new in your life? Nothing much. Same old, same old. Actually, um, I was surprised yesterday. Uh, my brother showed up at the house. Your brother? Which one? Uh, he lives in Kansas. Oh, <laughs> you're, my you're Kansas. Oh, well, I mean, they're going through some serious storms out in the West, aren't they? Yeah, but it's, they're not being affected by it where they're at. So. Oh, so he just said, I'm going to go see yeah, my bro. Yeah. Well, yeah. his his wife has family in New York City and in okay. New Jersey. <clears throat> he came in December for mom's birthday. So he told me they were planning on coming back in April. He just didn't give me a date. Ah, and, and so basically, yeah, so here yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. So here's the date. Yesterday, he's like, hey, where are you? I'm in front of your house. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> What a cabrona. Yeah, cabrona. <laughs> like, dude, you're in front of what used to be my house. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you a little I'll bit about that later. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, not there, but you can go visit mom. And we'll catch up afterwards. Nice. So nice. I was, I was, actually, I was still in the office as well. So it wasn't like I was anywhere near them. 
No. So he went and he visited mom, and then when he got out, we met up and and spent some time together. So it was nice. Nice. Got nice. To see him How often do you get to see him? Being that he's in Kansas. Uh, besides December, it had been close to ten years. Since oh my seen god, a yeah. decade! Yeah, yeah. So I, I really haven't traveled to Kansas. Um, right. Why? Yeah, and he just works twenty four seven. So they, you know, they do their vacations or their staycations uh, yeah. in that area of the, up there. So I don't, I don't blame them. I mean, you know, when it comes to to having family, like my my siblings, thankfully are close by. Uh, but even though they're close by, I probably like my older brother. I see every week because bingo. he's he's <laughs> always with my mother, and you know, my mother is a, a bingo fanatic, and so one of the things that I do with her is to go to bingo every Thursday. That's like our little tradition thing that we do. And so I always make sure that, you know, when I see her, I obviously see my brother and my stepfather and everyone else. The little one, not so much. He's, he's in North Haven. He's like 25 minutes away. I've never been to his house, although he's been to mine. (laughs) I'm not going to North Haven. I'm sorry. You can come see me. I saw a video with him dancing the other day. Yeah. He looks chunky. Like he's, well, he actually lost some weight. And judging people. No, I'm not right? judging, but compared to how I'm used to seeing him. <laughs> My HelloFresh meal. <laughs> HelloFresh. <Yeah. laughs> no. But you I order a lot of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he's never going to let that shit go. <laughs> but I, I saw him on the video and I was like, wow, that. I thought it was an older video, but it was recent. Was so like, that was a celebration of his wedding. That was it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he got married. Um, he did a, a very, you know, low-key Justice of the Peace, you know, yeah, yeah. ceremony. Um, very few people were there. I wasn't there, but I did go to his little after-wedding reception, which actually happened to be on Saturday the 1st. Uh. And um, and it was cute. You know, we hung out. Um, uh, her family, uh, they're all from, they're either Mexican or South American, and this bitch. Oh, just shit, I was like, like, what the hell Completely. <laughs> let me handle that, Let me handle that. Um, she's like, I'm like, oh my God, the it's lights just started going, yeah, yeah, the lights started going crazy. Went blue and shit, I was um, like, shit. So, you know, here. <laughs> so, so the music was a, a little um different right like we're used to salsa merengue and they're used to you know playing um different types of genres of music which was great and we all had a great time the food oh my god i have never seen so much flank steak in my life oh my god you must have been in your element i was in heaven all i ate was steak hot sauce jalapenos and drank oh pure tequila on the rocks rough that's um that's a night that was <laughs> that's it a night. because you know i'm not i'm trying not to eat a lot of carbs I, I don't eat bread i don't eat you know tortillas and yeah tom thank you <sighs> i'm trying but i have reasons yeah you know i have to you so know do I. the diabetes <laughs> but i can't say that too long because my mother doesn't know um <laughs> And um, she'll know if she watches the show. Oh, shit, damn. Sorry. Does she um, watch the show? Um, I don't think she watches the show, but on occasion she has told me, you know, you're a little too crazy in that show, okay? You need to take it easy. Like, mother, stop it. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, she always likes you, though. My mother's obsessed with you. The one with the blue eyes, he's so beautiful. Tell me, I said I love him. Gordo. <laughs> she called him Gordo, Gordo once. Oh my God. I was like, I know what that means. <laughs> he still has a She's Gordo still on my shit list <laughs> <laughs> until she makes rice and pork. And, and, that, and then, you know, she can make him Gordito. 
Gordito. A smaller and, version and, of the Gordo. Yeah, and I'll love her for like, you know, probably yeah. like. As long as she's like, mm, mm. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, all up in it. <laughs> no, um, so anyway, so my brother's wedding uh, reception was cute. Congrats. Yeah, to congrats him. Uh, well, to him. I just thought they were hanging out celebrating somebody's birthday. And they're all yelling like, you know, we want two little ones. I'm just like, no. No more. No, no more. He's got a daughter. I mean, fine. I mean, if you want to have kids, live your life. I can't tell you that you can't have kids. Ricky's but my age, isn't he? Or he's younger than Why you. would you have more kids after, like, your daughter's 14 years old well, at my, this point? It happens my, all the time. My sister's nuts. My sister had her kids, like, all four kids, like, eight years apart, almost. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's absolutely insane. I was like, why? I mean, you get a good break, right? Because, yeah, I mean, shit. having a newborn is, is not a walk in the park. And doing it back to back. No, thank you. That's it, like it's not easy, but I think it would have. She says no because we are actually talking about it the other day. She says I would have had them. I would have preferred to have have them back to back because right. they could at least be together and go through school together and grow up together. But that's like that's eight a, years. Like so, if you have them back to back, four kids back to back, the first two years, you know, between being a, a, a newborn and then being a toddler. I mean, that's eight years of like diagnosed, Toddling. clinically Toddling. depression, like depressed, like well, moments. It's, it's, it's yeah, you could way. probably like sign up for the medical thing for yeah. UI. <laughs> <laughs> for mental instability. <laughs> Actually, but, but see her, her reasoning behind <laughs> Her reasoning behind it is that they would have also been out of the house around the same time together. So she would have had right. more time I mean, on her own. Yeah, no. there's advantages to having children early on in life yeah. because then that means that when you get to that point where you're in your 40, mid 40s to 50s, you still have no money. You're still broke, <laughs> but your kids are gone and you can at least go out and have a cocktail with your yeah. friends. One, like, because you have no money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all that sacrifice you did in your teens when you couldn't go out because, you know, you had a baby and mom was like, I told you not to open your legs. No, your friends are out there partying, going on spring break and blah, blah. And you stuck here with a baby. I told you not to deal with it. Yeah. It was an accident. Mm, well, you know. Um, but yeah, well, but yeah, the I, wedding. it was an accident. All <laughs> it right. was an accident. I, he accidentally, I accidentally got impaled, mother. <laughs> I mean, I probably repeatedly would have. over and over mm. again. I, know. I kept pushing myself on that darn spike. I miss those days. I, miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> I really. So do. anyway, um, and then I capped off my weekend after, um, you know, going to my brother's little reception. Uh, with uh, I turned into a lumber- lumberjack. I started chopping down trees. My friend Jack came over. Her husband came over. Uh, two chainsaws going, and we were just chopping away. And there's a hot mess in my yard right now. Hey, speaking of, uh, have you met your new neighbors yet? Not y- yet. I haven't met them, <laughs> but I've seen them. And uh, all I'm going to say is, okay. Okay. <laughs> that is okay. cute. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> I have to send my ex neighbor, uh, my former neighbor, a message. You know, he's we became really cool. I mean, obviously, we lived next to each other for seven, like six years. So yeah, he used to escape to your backyard. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, "Yo, I need to go. Like, you know, I I need a moment. Can I go sit under your patio and just tote?" And I'm like, "Sure." 
He's, I'm watching TV. He's literally in, in, the backyard. in the backyard, just toting away. I was like, all right, well, do you? So, no, but he was super cool, and I'm going to miss him, his kids, and his wife. Uh, so, yeah, so that's that. But that was my weekend in a nutshell. Trisha Yearwood, how are you? Fine. Darling. I'm fine. Darling. Ordering three pastas this week. <laughs> hey, listen, don't, don't. No, I think it was four. Oh, oh Lord, have <laughs> oh, mercy. was it? And you got a premium. So so we're, we're not sponsored. We're not sponsored by HelloFresh, but we're talking about HelloFresh because um, Nick decided that he wanted to try it. And so we jumped into, he jumped onto the bandwagon and he's been doing it for a couple of months now, right? No, just three. Um, three months? No, no, no. no, no. Three I've, been, I've, I've been three pastas. Uh, I've been doing it for, God. A couple of months. It's been, well. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, because... Prior to Christmas, you were ordering. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the first box I got, it was still warm out. Really? Wasn't it around November and they they delivered your package to a... They left it in the the park? park. In the park. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so I was like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm not going to do it. And I tried one more week. But I love it because I get five meals, but it's actually ten for me. So I split it up, and I have lunch, and I have dinner. And it's cheaper for me. I right. was spending so much money ordering out because I work so late. And then I get home, and I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to. Or I don't have time to go to the grocery store. So I just. Uber. Eat. Uber eating. And it was like 40 bucks a pop. And this is like, what? I spend like 100 or 115 a week. Right. And. It's saving me a lot of money, and the food is really good. Right? No, it actually is. It's very tasty. So, so Trish suckered me into signing up so that he could get. That is not what happened. Just like the cigarette shit. He goes. He goes. Do you have like a discount you can share? I was like, actually, I I can give you a free box. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll try it. I did not offer. She asked. Lies. (laughs) <laughs> they're lies just like the cigarette chip they're lies um but no you have been you have been doing it and you are graciously offered your your discount of a free box to refer a friend and so i signed up and tried it and um i picked my five meals expecting that you know i was gonna get five meals and i got 10 and i'm saying oh shit i fucked up i went back to the app and i'm like no i ordered five they doubled up my order for for eight yeah and, and my um, first box was left at the park yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um i started making the meals and you know and and you're right there is enough in the portions that they come in with the bag to be able to to have a dinner and take a lunch yeah. for the next day or you know if you don't feel like cooking the next day um then you still have your leftovers but the problem is it's like you know that food is in there these motherfuckers are guilting you into cooking 100 percent. it's guilt cooking it's it's like because you're saying to yourself oh my god i wish i could just have you know like that i really want to right now but I've got this entire meal in my fridge. So that I need make to make it. before it goes bad, mm-hmm. right? And can I ask a question? What is the fuck with a what is the fucking thing with putting a lemon in every single bag? I don't know. Every single bag that I've gotten has a lemon so, in it. So not every bag, but there are majority almost of every them. bag. Everything has either uh, uh, you got to take the lemon zest and put it over, or 
the lemon juice or cut it into wedges, but then it doesn't tell you what to do with the wedges. So I don't necessarily use them. <laughs> That's the problem because I don't really like lemon flavor on my food. Right. So uh, I have a bowl of lemons at home. Well, when you have lemons, you make lemonade, bitch. Yeah. Maybe I'll plant a lemon tree. Yeah, no, I tell you, I was like, every bag I opened, I was like, oh, there's a lemon in this one, too. So this one must have lemon, um, some, what do you call that? Um, zest. zest. Yeah. And then you have four wedges of limes, well, lemons that you can't some, use. Some people use the lemon over the meats yeah. most of the time. Well, look at it this but... way. Like, you're rescuing the lemon. So now I'm going to, like, grow a tree. <laughs> grow a tree. Well, um, yeah, from from the, the, the plant sanctuary. Uh, is that what they call it? The pound, the plant pound, the shelter, the plant shelter. Um, speaking of mother and bingo, she just sent me a message. Are you going to bingo tomorrow? You should tell her no and see what happens. So I told her I may not. She'll call him right away. Um, Why? I told her that I may not be able to go um, because I'm currently trying to burn all the shit in my backyard. Right. To get rid of all those trees. The branches, because all the branches. So tomorrow is supposed to <laughs> rain, so that means that I can't do nothing. So I will reply. I'm going to reply to mother right here, mother, and I'm going to say, yes, I come. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so, so HelloFresh, um, I, I've cooked three days in a row. Um, I feel good. Guilt cooked, but you guilt <laughs> guilty cooking, to say the least, because I want my my dumplings. I, you know me and dumplings. Uh-huh, I fucking they're love so dumplings. Good. And um, I wish that they had a meal that you can make dumplings. I'm sure there will be um, at some point. Well, you know, it sucks hint, because hint. The, the Asian restaurant where I get all my dumpling stuff has been closed for a couple of months. I think they went to Thailand for a few months. Mm. So I've been going, driving by, and they're closed all the time. So I've been upset. So I'm looking for another Asian market that I can go pick up my stuff. Well, they have a nice little um, farmer's market here, and they have a lot of foreign stuff. The one stuff. in West State? The one on, by the Pulse Road? Yeah, the one that used to be the, the old Staples. Okay. Yeah, and you can go in there. You can find a lot of things from, like, you know, um, Middle Eastern, Indian, veggies galore really good vegetables all kinds of things that i had never seen before i mean i was like what the fuck do you use this for it looked like a fucking bat with like prickly things on it wow i know what those are yeah it's a fruit it's a fruit something um because i went to pick up broccoli and i went to prick up pick up some of my um (laughs) prick up prick up yeah some of my asian like you know um sauces to make my chicken and broccoli and I was like, oh, there's a lot of, and the meats. Yeah. Oof, you go into that back, girl, they, they're cutting you some hefty pieces of meat back there. And the men. I was like, okay, for these Middle Eastern men. I was like, come, assalamu alaikum. I got you, bitch. I can't say that. I'm too white. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't say it either, but, you know, that's how, isn't that how you say hello? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> We don't know. I don't know. Cabrona. alaikum. Something like that. Anyway, um, so that that's our roundtable. That's our weekends in a nutshell. You know, Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Pretty much. So um, uh, we've got a couple of minutes before we go into break, but I want to talk about. I mean, the story of the century. Dump got officially indicted, and you know what? I am happy 
I have I have been ha- I have never been happier than pig and slop. I mean, to the point where I am planning an official indictment party. I couldn't do it now because it's still cold and I don't want people in my house. I want to do it outside. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to wait for it to get warmer. And Can I- we get a Donald Trump pinata? Oh, my God, yes. And with bats. Like, yeah. oh, my God. We can what do are like you going to a- fill it with? Truvada, condoms, lube, <laughs> mm-hmm. like uh, penis candies. Hey. Yeah. Everything lube? gay. You're going to hit. You're going to no, hit. And a we're we're going to put Plan B pills in, in there, too. The what? You're going to hit a pinata <laughs> hey, full yeah. of lube with a bat. Let's, 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 so, okay, so we'll all. <laughs> look, it'll be an easy way to start the party. Yeah. It's going to be very slippery, <laughs> but very sure. Sli- Nick, why did you hit it and why did you hit a lube bottle that broke but poured on a Steve? Don't know. It happened. And I just happened to land on him mm-hmm. head first. I, I'm all about follow through. <laughs> Um, that's not a bad idea. Oh, Nick, put down gonna, the bat. Nick, put down the put bat. Put down the bat. <laughs> put down. Nick, he said no. Put down the bat. Oh my! Hot messes. I'm telling you. No, but I, I think a pinata would be nice, and that we would fill it with all the things that that you know Republicans are, are trying to ban, like Plan B, and you know all these other amazing things, and it'll be gifts for for liberal woke people. How are we gonna get a drag queen into a pinata? <laughs> <laughs> Um, that could be arranged. That could be arranged. We can yeah. put her in a box. We can put her in a box and keep her there for like two hours, dehydrated, and then have her pop out. Oh, and be like, boy. "Hello, here's a bottle of water." <laughs> but it could happen. I mean, yeah, oh, it'll make for an interesting pinata. Oh, oh my god, yes, no. But I, it, I'm happier than pig and slop. And you know, we didn't think that this was going to happen. Right. We kept saying, because you got to understand, here's here's the 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 thing with 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 dump. This man has for his entire life lived um, on the edge of civil cases. Right. Oh, you're talking Rachel now, honey. The majority of his cases, the majority of his, um, you know, issues with the law have always been civil. Correct. It, he's always been able to throw a lawyer at them and, you know, people either get tired of fighting because they take so long or they just give up or they find him. He pays the fine, keeps it moving and nothing happens. Right. So, for example, like a civil lawsuit would be something where he hired somebody. He didn't pay the bill. They sued him mm-hmm. and then they had a civil lawsuit. And so those are the things that Trump has been facing mostly when it comes to any legal ramifications for his business dealings right now he has crossed over to the to criminal the criminal to the criminal and it's a whole different ball game right because he can't throw a lawyer at it and say well we can settle out of court or um you know we'll just you know continue to just freaking throw everything that we can at it and hopefully yeah. something will stick or oh, they'll get tired and walk away and that's just not the way it works, you know, especially in New York. New York is one of the tougher states that you can go to and be a business. And everybody yeah. hates him, so. You know, and everybody hates him in New York. And and so the fact that, you know, he got indicted on 34, 34 felony charges, what they, uh, you know, what most people would have said, okay, well, can't we consider these misdemeanors? Like, technically you can, but they were done in an effort to hide another crime that he was committing uh which was you know hiding 
information from from people from the voting public um and therefore he was then defrauding um new york state law he was breaking new york state law so, so basically like like the meme said he's he's made a living or he's gotten away not paying people mm-hmm. right and then the one person he pays is the one that is got the one him that back. bites him in the, the ass. pussy got him back exactly <laughs> did you because I know um, MSNBC wasn't running his speech. I did not watch it because I heard it was a hot mess. But did you? So I wanted to watch it. Okay. Um, I could only watch a portion of it because uh, it just like, you know, it's kind of like it plugged me into a really bad four years in my life. Uh, it's been six. I mean, it's well, it's I mean, been ongoing. From, yeah, either way. Like, but so... What was really scary about what he was doing was he was literally saying that our justice system is, is like, like fake or false. Right. Because he got caught. Right. But like, he was literally saying like, we can't, like the American people can't trust our 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 government know, our, right. our, our government the fbi anything and, right and, and but when he was president it was the best justice system in the world because bill barr was taking all of those cases that he was being investigated for and forcing the attorney generals statewide to stop investigating well the thing is his followers are going to take that as fact oh but they take everything he says and as it, fact i mean like yeah. how, how do you discount an entire like system that is in place and make people think that it's not worth it. Like the not, not I'm- well, he has a pulpit, right? And that his goal is not to, to delegitimize the, the justice department, oh, right? hundred percent. It is his goal is to cause doubt and fear in his supporters to believe that the charges against him are strictly for political purposes, right? We all know that the Justice Department has been there forever. We all know that every state has their own attorney general and their own local uh, justice system. You know, every state has a court. Every state has a Supreme Court. And, you know, the U.S. has, you know, these these district courts. And we have our own Supreme Court that, you know, rules over the land. But but in his gameplay, he, I, he, here's what I think he's trying to do. So he preemptively announced that he was running for president again before these indictment charges came out because he knew they were coming. And he knew that as a presidential candidate for 2024, he would then be able to turn around and say that this was a political witch hunt, that they were doing this for political purposes. They have no basis for charging him because... He is running for president, and that's the only reason why, because, you know, it's very democratically leaning and blah, 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 blah. And then the end game here is that he would get elected, and then he would be president for four years, and then you can't indict a sitting president, which means that the current investigation would have to be let go, and then he would exhaust statute of limitations. Mm-hmm. Right by being in the presidency for another four years, that's his. That's his gameplay. That's what he's going for. And I am glad that even though he announced two weeks before or three weeks before these indictments came out last Tuesday, 
that um, they still went forward with them anyway, because that now, you know, well, it's historic in the fact that it's the first time a president has ever had to face charges like this, criminal charges, Mm -hmm. even though he's a former president. But it also cements the fact that now anyone in the future who thinks that just announcing that you're going to run for president will stop someone from investigating you. Um, it'll stop them from thinking that and it'll stop them from 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 doing that. And for me, you know, it's never about the end game, right? We know that this is going to take time. It's going to be a very long time between now or be- between Tuesday when the indictment was was unsealed and when the 34 counts that he was being charged against came to light. And from the time we see the first, you know, trial. Mm-hmm. Or, or any type of activity within a court. Um, we don't expect to see anything until next, you know, probably September, October, um, which will, at that point, will be in the primaries. I mean, it just makes me crazy because he just, like, continually lied. Mm-hmm. In, in one part of his speech, he said, just so everyone knows, I come under what's known as the Presidential Records Act, which was designed and approved by Congress long ago just for this reason. Under this act, I'm supposed to negotiate with the National Archives and Records Administration um, when it comes to anything he wants to take away from the White House. But there was no negotiation. So the reality is... His claim is 100% false. Right. The Presidential Records Act says the moment a president leaves office, the National Archives and Records Administration gains custody and control of all presidential records from his administration. All of them. Yeah. And even if, let's say, even if what he said was true, that he can negotiate with the Hall of Records, you know, and... Go back and forth and say, okay, I want to keep these documents. Even if he could negotiate, that's not what he did. He took the documents. (laughs) He took the documents. He hid them. And then when the FBI went and and said, give them back, he gave some back and kept some and said, that's all of them. But he said what the FBI said to him was, okay, well, um, we see you have these documents. Put a put a better lock on this door or whatever. That's what he said. Good try. And then they sh- and then he goes and then they showed up a week later and just took everything. Well, that's what they're I'm supposed like, to do. First of all, they would have never been like put a better padlock on it. Right. No. I mean, these are documents that depending on the well, severity think, yeah. of the documents well, could cause really really significant harm and put our national security at risk. I mean, where the documents were quote unquote stored was one door and it was a glass door. It wasn't even right. secured properly. He had so, people who didn't have the 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 clearance to handle those documents or even view them moving them from one storage to the other and in the end they got the documents back and that's why he's in this predicament you know in 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 the federal investigation when it comes to that you know but going back to sdmy you know it's it's amazing that that it happened in new york because you know he's this man had has had a history as we mentioned before in new york of you know stiffing people you know he would hire contractors and then not pay them and then, you know, Still through litigation, pay. get away with having to pay yeah. um, because he would lock them up in, in, in courts for, for months and, and years. And that's basically exhaust, exhaust right. them. And of course, as they, 
I'm sure he screwed over a few lawyers during that as well oh. because he didn't oh. like paying anybody. Michael Cohen 100% got screwed. He's the one that took the fucking, you know, yeah. he's the one that got locked up for all the shit that he did. You know, but the one thing that was interesting to me, so I knew that there was another uh, adult film star, Karen McDougal. I knew I, I heard her name, but obviously we all know about Stormy Daniels, right? Um, she got $130,000, but I also saw that Karen McDougal got $150,000 and a door guy got thirty grand. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. So, I mean, I wish I was that door guy. Is that what you're. Uh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I could have totally been your door guy. I would have held your door for $30,000 motherfucking dollars. Bitch, you would have smashed the door in the man's face. Repeatedly, so, so thirty grand to say he didn't see anything. Basically. See Stormy Daniels or Karen McDougal, one of the two, yeah. come into Trump Towers when he was in New York. You know, shitting in his gold toilets and all that stuff. Um, I, I, I am like so. And then you have these crazy nut jobs from Florida, especially. Wait, Marjorie Taylor Greene. What state <laughs> is she from? Is she a rep in Florida or is she a rep in freaking Georgia? I just don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't care. But that reception she received in New York City, well deserved. She's from Georgia. Well deserved. Hmm. Well deserved. So she decided that she was going to come and she put a a call out for Trump devotees (laughs) and supporters or insurrectionists to come to New York City and show support so support show show support or protest and you know what happened in dc was unexpected because it just happened and and the way everything turned out was just like okay wow are we really watching this but new york saw that too and Manhattan plays no jokes. I mean, you've got over 30, 40,000 police officers on the roster that at any point in time can mobilize in a city that, you know, really it's not that hard to get around. New York is a grid. If you can remember to fuck vertically and suck horizontal, you would never get lost in New York. (laughs) Absolutely. And um, so, and then she decides she's going to have a call to arms to come to New York City and protest. And while they did get, a hundred plus maybe protesters there were more camera people and more news media in the location where the protesting was happening than there were protesters and then she shows up in a white bronco very very um oj simpson style yeah white bronco. and um she gets out of the car and they immediately start heckling her and she's trying to like talk and she can't because people are yelling at her and they're blowing whistles. whistles. Like they're literally blowing whistles so loud so that whatever it was that she was saying, cameras couldn't capture it. Nothing could happen. So what did she do? She had to get literally guided through the crowd and put back in the white Bronco and, and the bitch got sent away. The Wicked Witch of the West was swooshed away from New York. Like, this is the house of Broadway, and yes, we have Wicked here, but you're not part of the cast, bitch. Bye-bye. I was like, holy shit. Bye, bitch. And she was gone. And just like that, she was gone. They dropped the house on her, or a building, in Manhattan. And New York was, they were ready. They weren't going to allow something like D.C. happen. 
Yeah. Well, I didn't think, I don't think anybody in DC would have allowed that to happen if they knew it was actually going to happen, but I don't think people. Well, I think that the people were in power at the time heard through the grapevine that these people were planning to come, but did nothing about it because these were people that are appointed by the one person who incited that insurrection. Well, also, I don't think that they actually thought that would happen. There was so there was reporting that you know people were coming into the capital armed. Things sounds like Hunger Games. I'm telling you, it's like very snow. We're gonna go get snow, and you know, it's gonna eat a rose or something or bleed out the mouth. And yeah, I all I, all I can say is this: um, Bravo, New York. Thank you. You did a good job not allowing these crazy MAGA nut jobs um, coming into the city and and trying to wreak havoc. New Yorkers, I fucking love you. Marjorie Taylor Greene was sent back in that little white Bronco like the bitch she was to Georgia or wherever, whatever hole she crawl, crawled out of. Yeah. And um, and we're celebrating 34 indictments. And that's not even all of them. Right. I mean, you've got 34 in New York. You've got pending investigations in Georgia for the shit that he tried to pull with the 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 votes, the votes there. Find me. Um, You've got the federal investigation that's happening right now with the special counsel that was appointed. Um, I forget his name. I think it's a Jack something. It's actually kind of cute. And, um, you know, there's there's just so many things happening. And. And I feel like they're all like, I feel, here's what I feel. So we now know what happened in New York, which was absolutely nothing when it comes to potential riots, potential insurrectionists. And I feel like Fonnie Willis, who's the um, district attorney in Fulton County in Georgia, was waiting to see what would happen in New York, to see how it all played out before she made the decision to then go forward with presenting her indictments against Trump for what he did in Georgia. I'm thinking she was playing the waiting game because she didn't want to be the first one. She didn't want to test the waters because Marjorie Taylor Greene is in her backyard and Trump supporters are in their backyard. Not so much in New York. Not New York City, but... Right. So I guess we shall see how that plays out. But I am happy. I am happy, happy, happy that even if the man doesn't go to jail... He's indicted, he got fingerprinted, and he's officially, like, charged. Yeah. He was held accountable in Not some yet. sense. Not so yet, but yeah. That makes me happy. So anyway, um, we've talked enough for the first half, so we're going to take a break because Trish is looking at me like, bitch, I want a cigarette. So, um, Yeah, my mouth is, like, really juicy. Really? Yeah. You're salivating? We were talking about lemons earlier. That's what it was. (laughs) The lemons. Do you know that when you talk about lemons or when you talk about citrusy fruits, your mouth starts watering? Just like if somebody yawns next to you, you start yawning as well. Hmm. They're automatic responses from the brain. It's like really crazy. Prepping you for what's to come. No, gotta go. The big D. I'll back into that bitch. <laughs> oh, God. That being said, we're going to break. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gents. Welcome back from that break. Thank you so much for allowing us. Allowing us oh, I'm already speaking cursive. I'm telling you. Allowing us uh, to do that. We needed it. We needed it. We are back. And uh, we've got a couple of stories that we want to sh- uh, you know, talk about really quick. 
and uh, and then we'll wrap it up and, and bring it home. So, boys, 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 boys. So, um, I just want to quickly mention, right before we came live on the air, I actually got a chance to look at uh, Randy Rainbow's newest video, um, where he's basically, you know, just taking Trump down as he always does in an amazing style. The video is titled The Grumpy Trumpy Felon. Um, we are going to put it on tonight's post. Make sure that you watch it. It is absolutely hilarious. Um, I would probably get lost and tongue twisted trying to say all the words that he said in this, you know, oh, parody um, for many reasons. Uh, including the fact that, you know, I'm bilingual and I would probably fuck it up halfway through. Um, but yeah, definitely watch that. It is something um, to definitely see. So, Trish, you have a story. Do I? You, oh, God, you do this to me every week. You I, said you did. I do. Yeah, you did. So, why so, don't you talk to us? Since we're talking about politics a bit. A bit. A bit. A bit. Um. One of our good friends and our state treasurer um, is helping make history um, in politics right now. So uh, we have hit a record high of LGBTQ plus legislators and statewide officials Mm -hmm. um, that are actually serving now. So we went from... uh, it went from 698 to 1,174, according to a new report from the LGBTQ Victory Institute, which is a fund that helps um, LGBTQ plus members get elected. So they provide funding for those individuals. So right. it was an increase of 68% over the past five years. Right. And it's just so exciting to see that in Connecticut, we still we have Eric Russell, who is the Connecticut state treasurer and mm-hmm. the first out, um, first out gay black man to hold state office nationwide, which is incredible. Yeah, and, and we've talked about this before. Yeah, oh, we've we've talked about him. Um, I, I totally think we should probably invite him at one point. Uh, I've to join to him us. about it, but I um, think he's got to get settled. Yeah, I know. Definitely. Um, and, you know, given the, the craziness that happens on our show, I could totally understand why, you know, someone in, in, in political office would think about it 500 times before coming oh, on yeah. our show. I don't necessarily think he cares, but yeah, no. I, um, I think probably now he does. No, but he is a wonderful guy. Um, I have no doubt, you know, he's been working in, in state politics for quite a while. He worked under... Uh, Governor Daniel Malloy. Is he still our governor? No. No. Who's our governor now? Ned Lamont. Oh, he worked under Ned Lamont, right? Was it Ned? Who? Eric. Yes. Yes. He worked under Ned Lamont. Oh my God. (laughs) I know more about national politics than I do my local, which is kind of sad, you know, because. A lot of uh, the things that happen um, at the state level really is what really impacts us uh, 100%. Locally, yeah. Um, but no, he's he's been doing, he did a great job while he was working with uh, Ned Lamont. And there's no doubt that in his new role um, as an elected official that he's going to do great things. But, no, but another really cool uh, fact is that um, in 2019, LGBTQ people of color serving in the U.S. increased from uh, 22%. In 2019 to 32 percent in 2023, right, and rightfully so. I think that you know we have to think about how impactful, um, you know, people of color are in the, uh, 
in the politics of this nation, in the development of this nation, in our economy, uh, in how things happen. Um, we're, we're a huge per- percentage and a huge driver of, of um, you know, political power in this company or in this, in this country. Excuse me. And a lot of people don't realize how how important that is. And, you know, you have an entire party, right? We're a two-party system. I mean, really, we're a multiple-party system. We have more than two, but two main political parties, Republicans and Democrats. And you have one entire party right now who's completely ignoring this demographic and trying to fight um, to, you know put barriers in front of people who are trying to make change for the better. Um, You know, you've got people out there that are calling them, oh, the woke committee or this or that. And I'm just like, get over your fucking shit. It's happening whether you want it or not. And now um, it's more important than ever, especially when we're seeing all of this, all of these attacks on the trans community, the drag community. Mm -hmm. I mean, just before uh, yesterday came out that, um, uh, Texas GOP votes to halt gender affirming care for existing patients. Right. Um, and yeah, it's Texas, so we probably don't have the representation that we need, but it's growing. Of course. Um, but like the more and more that it grows, the more and more we have a voice to stop this right. from happening. I mean, at this point, this bill that has been put forward by, um, you know, Texas in general would, um, Instead of allowing transgender kids who already receive gender affirming care, specifically medications like um, blockers um, or accessing life saving medical treatments, uh, this new law will outlaw care for all minors in the state. It'll make it a felony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it goes into effect uh, in the state when it goes into effect. Um, and Basically, the state senators are voting to deny kids this care. And so if we had more voice and and more people at the table, not only would we be able to make our case for lack of better term, but we we would be able to, you know, impress upon the senator. What happened? My stomach. You didn't hear that? No. It sounded like a dog growling. (laughs) No, we would be able to impress upon these senators and these lawmakers that these kids need this affirming care. It's important. You you can't. If somebody is on blockers and or receiving hormone therapy to literally stop it and make it illegal is life threatening. You can't just stop it. It has to be, you have to be waned off of something like that. Right. So if they are, you know, blocked access to something that they have been living with, it's potentially hazardous to their health. But not not just physical, like mental. Of course. If, if you are on a hormone therapy, your body is changing, and if you rip those hormones away, it's not only changing hormones in your body, but it's changing hormones in your mind. You know, and your chemicals are unbalanced. Balanced. And right. so you can make rash decisions that could lead to suicide or, I don't know, self-harm self harm or right. hurting someone else right. because you're not in the right state of mind. Right. So they're not really thinking these through. So if we had a seat at the table, they would know that this shit can happen. Right. And, you, you know, what I think it's happening right now, all these attacks, for example, on, on our gender nonconforming and transgender youth 
is is very prevalent in the media right now. It's all in your face. It's happening in state after state. You're starting to see a lot of, um, you know, states banning adult uh, or considering drag performances adult entertainment, and therefore you cannot, you know, perform in a public space where, you know, someone under the age might be exposed to your performance, et cetera, et cetera. But when you think about all of these things, and I've said this before, we have, as a community, have had one of the most incredible um you know civil rights movements that we've seen since the civil rights movements of the 50s that gave um black and brown people um full rights to be able to truly vote and etc um we have seen um since 1969 when stonewall happened to when marriage equality was passed the amount of time that has passed has been the fastest of any subgroup that have been fighting for civil rights in american history mm-hmm. right at the rate that we were pushing it was so incredibly strong and so incredibly fast that there was nothing left at this point but pushback and what we're experiencing right now is the pushback and what you're seeing is that even though you have a large part of the american political engine pushing back against our communities, our underserved communities, day after day, you're seeing statistics like this and stories like this of people who are being elected, mm-hmm. even in against those odds, into positions that could help our cause. Yeah, so, and, but, and also those people that are being elected into those positions, they're not taking into account, you know... Um, People in the professional, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Medical Association, they approve gender affirming care. So if you're not going to take into account a professional's opinion and and, you know, thought process, then what the fuck? You're not serving your constituents because they find their own professionals. Yeah. But in addition, those both of those groups, the American Academy of Pediatrics and the American Medical Association have proven that kid transgender kids who receive affirming health care have a lower rate of depression and a lower rate of suicide. So indirectly by blocking this, right. They are creating an environment in which kids will have higher depression and we will see a spike in suicide. And we talk about it all the time on the show. However, there is some hope. Um, Democratic State Senator Jose Mendez. You said that right. Mm -hmm. Proud of myself. Okay. (laughs) Um, He is fighting to keep... um, some stipulations in the bill, um, including those who are currently receiving um, gender-affirming care to be able to maintain that gender-affirming care. It does not necessarily help those who are seeking, but those that are receiving, um, which is a step, but it's not necessarily the right step. Right. But the problem is is that a lot of these things are happening in red states, states where, you know, Republicans have control of local government, legislatures, they have governors, they have people in place that can pass this kind of um, discriminatory laws and put them on the books, right? That's the problem that we're having. So we're pretty good in blue states. The problem is the red states, right? 
The issue is you can have amazing people like this individual, Mr. Mendez. Yep. Right. You can have amazing individuals like this person advocating at the table, fighting. But if they don't have a majority, it's super hard to make any change because you can sit there and and. You know, talking to your blue in the face until you explode and nothing will happen because the people on the other side don't want to hear it. They want what they want. And as long as they have power, that is what you're going to get. And so what we need to do is somehow flip that. Right. We need to start being able to engage voters, engage individuals in those communities and finding a way to educate them in why this is important, why that things... Does, but that doesn't even seem to work, because even even with this situation, the Texas Medical Association continues to urge lawmakers to allow transition-related medical treatments. And the lawmakers that are in power, because they have that power, refuse to hear it, because to them, they have their own version of their medical professions uh, professionals telling them, no, this is not good for our kids. We don't want children in our states... Um, you know, going through these treatments, you know, and, and, and in reality, they're taking the power away from the parents. 100%. Right. 100%. Which in the end should be the only ones making those decisions. It should be the parents, the children and their doctor making those decisions, not politicians. When it comes to health, politicians have no business. I mean, this brings you right back to Roe versus Wade. Exactly. And so that's the problem that we're having today, that where it counts, the people in power have no incentive to listen, no incentive to act and make change. So, you know what I was last night when Mm. I when I was watching that bit of Trump speaking, my brain kept going to the Hunger Games Mm. and and how (laughs) it's crazy, but it. But the way he was speaking, it felt like the control that he is seeking is something similar to that. And, 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 uh, you know, judgments or lawmakers that are making decisions for individuals about their own individual health care are creating an environment like that. Right. And it scares me to think that, that this, what we're seeing is actually feasible, whether it's statewide or nationwide. Right. Like these laws could go into effect and then you can't make decisions for your own fucking body. That's right. And on top of that, America looks to other countries like a bunch of fools. I mean, they take, they take America as a joke right now. Oh, Oh, we're clearly, clearly other countries are passing gender affirming, uh, medical treatment, uh, you know, marriage equality. And we have these morons over here trying to take it apart. It's basically just a a, a fucking, it's the clown car with the circus right now in power. Um, And, you know, as long as that remains, we can't make, unfortunately, any major moves or significant changes until we change who's representing us. And for that to happen, there's got to be, I mean, the groundwork that needs to be laid and the work that needs to go into pushing for these kind of rights at a local level in states like Texas or red states like, you know, Alabama or Tennessee or all of these other states that are actively looking to attack our gender non nonconforming and, and transgender folks, even drag queens. When it comes to, you know, bills that don't affect 
like so for example there are senators that this bill wouldn't affect right unless you know they have kids that maybe one day will come out i suggest that senator senators and representatives that it does affect say you know wow I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I know where he's going with this. <laughs> and I will take it under consideration. Mm-hmm. This really shouldn't fall under your purview. Clearly, because you have no experience in it. 100%. Right? And um, I, I knew that you were going to somehow find a way to work that into the conversation. She, she was going to. She was going I'm sorry, to. but it doesn't fall under your purview. It doesn't affect you. Right. And so, therefore, you should have no say. So, the expert you know, just is like, the guy sitting next to you. That does affect. Right. Listen to them. Right. And and that's kind of hard to do. And I think that's that's the that's the the catch twenty two that we find ourselves today. Um, is that you know the people that are in power um, don't want to listen. Mm-hmm. They want nothing to do with it, and all they want to do is push that agenda and harm, right? Because they figure that that's what their base wants, and as long as they continue to believe that that's what their base expects of them. Um, then they will continue to do and pass legislation that is harmful to most Americans. Um, that is not, you know, um, something that's in the best interest of all Americans rather than just a few. Yeah. And that's a sad thing. I want all of our like representatives that are LGBTQ plus to have little stuffed Elmos. And when they go and with rainbow butt plugs, maybe, maybe. but when, so, no, like, no, you know what I, I mean? Like, Elmo, like, the doll. And when they go into, you know, a session and somebody's talking shit or dumbass shit like this, they can just throw the Elmo at them. And, and like, we're going to Elmo the shit. This is Elmo'd. Enough. Now, let's move on. You're done. Like, you're cut off. Like, <laughs> fuck you. It's either that or we can go all Bobby Edwards and have him send this whole bunch of, like, you know, rainbow unicorns over there with butt plugs in them. And be like, you, we need to, you, you see, we're going to take Well, this. no, because Elmo stands for enough. Let's move on. Yeah, I know. But our rainbow, <laughs> our, our dookie over there, we can throw dookie at him, butt plug out, and say, shove this butt plug down your throat. Because yeah. while it's there, you can't talk. Right? Noise. Shut the fuck up. Shut the or they'll all up. grab the dookie and be like, oh, a butt plug. And I would be like, yeah, we knew you knew what that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, you know, so the other thing um, is that, you know, while we're at it, you know, you mentioned banning of drag queens. Um, something unusual happened in the state of Tennessee. Yep. So um, Tennessee had passed a law not too long ago that banned drag queens from performing. Uh, in places where young or youth um, could potentially be, uh, you know, exposed to drag queens, um, whether that's the story time or whatever. The dangers right. of drag queens' performance. Right. So, you know, <laughs> had children die in a shootout last week in Tennessee, but let's ban drag queens, right? Not guns, drag queens. So a federal judge in Tennessee has blocked the state's anti-drag law from going into effect for now. The law, which restricts drag performances, from, uh, was signed into law uh, last month by Republican Governor Bill Lee. It passed along with a bill banning gender-affirming care for youth in Tennessee. Those found in violation of the law, which outlaws as adult cabaret entertainment with male or female impersonators could face felony charges on repeat offenses. It bans drag performances from public 
property or venues that could be viewed by a person who is not an adult. The Memphis-based nonprofit Friends of George, George's Friends of George's, a theater company that produces original drag-centric performances, sued the state earlier this week over the law. In their suit, the group said that the law explicitly restricts or chills speech and expression protected by the First Amendment based on its content, its message, and its messengers. And a U.S. District Court Judge Thomas L. Parker agreed. He was a judge that was appointed by former President Donald Dump, handed down a 14-day temporary restraining order uh, only hours before the actual law went into effect. So they have 14 days to continue to litigate this to determine whether or not, you know, drag performances, what they say, what they do, the venues they visit are protected indeed by the First Amendment right uh, to free speech. So we will watch that and see what develops. Um, you know, obviously, this was done, I believe it was reported on April 1st. It is April 5th now, so four days ago. We still got probably another 10 days to go before uh, we hear whether or not, you know, the judge is going to indefinitely stay this law. I, I can see news articles like down the future. The dangers of drag queen performances. Right. It's you, know? Like, <laughs> you know, it's very endearing to see because, the drag community come together, though, yeah. and protect their own. And, you know, um, for a while there, RuPaul was was a little MIA and, and sort of kind of silent on the issue. But she finally came out and made a statement and proud of her for doing so because she's one of the most well-known drag queens in the world. And a lot of her um, mentors, or, or excuse me, a lot of her mentees, People who have been on RuPaul's Drag Race have been very vocal. Um, ben De La Creme has been one that's been out there, you know, fighting the good fight and, you know, you know, you know putting into perspective what it feels like to be a performer in today's, um, you know, anti-drag America. I wonder if that anti-drag, how would that apply to, let's say, Medea? Well, I mean... Yeah. Technically, that movie would not be able to, it would have to be rated R, right? And therefore, um, theaters can't show it um, at certain times, or parents would have to go with their children to see a movie like Medea if it were to be shown in a theater in Tennessee, or they may decide that, um, yeah, that's not a movie appropriate for our youth, so therefore you can't even play it in our theaters because you might run the risk of having a, a young child run into the movie theater and see Medea go out there and be like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. this touches a lot of other subjects that right. people aren't really bringing up yet. Right. And until they actually feel the effects, you're not going to see a lot of people right, bring it up. Right. And not to mention, I mean, we've had other movies and where, you know, drag queens and oh, white and chicks, white chicks. That'll, I mean, you've got have to be banned. Uh, Pris Priscilla, queen of the desert. Yeah. You know, you had, um, to Wong big, Fu, big mama's house, big mama's right? big house. Mama's yeah. House it's called? yeah. Mm -hmm. With, uh, um, this kid from, from, uh, Oh my God, Martin. Right. Who else was, uh, you know how many? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have The Birdcage bird with Robin cage. Williams and, you know, like all the, all of these amazing, great, laughable. I mean, they were so hilarious. And these are movies that I hold near and dear to my heart. I mean, in some of these states, these would technically be illegal. Illegal. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm looking I'm looking up friend, friends of George's or friend of George. 
right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's an interesting nonprofit, but uh, right now the reason I I bring that up is because if they can't actually put on performances, they actually have no revenue. And as a nonprofit revenue is very important to the bottom line. So what I, you know, we can even put the um, website on our post tonight, but if people can give five, $10 until they can do um, productions again, that would be great. But what's really kind of amazing is that uh, as a true nonprofit, any uh, proceeds that are above and beyond, they actually give back to the community. Um, Which is great. That's a great idea, man. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. That's a way so, to support our brothers and sisters. Yeah. In Thank you, state. darling. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll definitely put that information um, on, on tonight's post um, so that if you want to check out the organization itself, again, uh, it's it's called Friends of George's, uh, and it's a theater company. Uh, that produces drag centric uh, shows out in um, in, ten- in Memphis, right? It's a Memphis based mm-hmm. um, nonprofit. Yep. So, um, yeah, we can definitely do that. And that being said, I think we've beat the, the horse to death at this <laughs> point with politics on this episode. Uh, you know how we get when we talk about, you know, the dumpies, but um, I want you to do us a favor tonight. We'll leave you with this before we close the show. I want you to go to bed, lay there, and count from 1 to 34, and sleep soundly tonight, knowing that it actually fucking happened. And uh, so, yeah, 1 through 34. 34. Sheep. Sheep. 1, 2, 3. Four, come on, baby, keep on counting. Five, six, seven times. <laughs> Eight, nine, ten, eleven. All the indictments. I'm gonna keep on counting now. <laughs> they say I know that the thirty-four indictments are ours. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. That she's not. Yeah. Boom. 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 All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna toss it over to my peoples. Uh, Nick, you first. Mama Kim's minute. You want your love? Thank you. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's minute. Number one, Ted Lasso just revealed that this character is gay and closeted. Oh, it's not a closet. It's a liberated space now. Number two, (laughs) Joe Biden issues Trans Day a visibility proclamation. I love that man. Jay Bird, over to you. And on this day in gay history, brought to you by Gay Gay Talk 2.0. Oh, somebody L- else is speaking cursive yeah. besides me. And an Elegibitakua podcast. Elegibitakua podcast. <laughs> what was the other word I said earlier that you were like, oh, what, who, what? I don't remember. I can't remember. Like, yeah, I don't know. You'd be throwing stuff out sometimes. That sometimes, me. yeah. It, it surprises oh, you said me company too. instead of country. No, no, no. I said oh, a word no. and you were like, oh, mm. I, I can't remember what it was, but anyway, legit a bit of quam. Legit a bit of quam. Moving it. on, April 5th, 1982, in Arizona, Newsweek magazine reports on gays and lesbians on campus. Ooh. Not that. Mm-hmm. This article highlights how accepted the gay organizations and lifestyles are on the campuses of the University of Wisconsin to Mills College. The article suggests now that straight students are forced to confront their own sexuality. Parents are confronted uh, with no less a problem than the guest who's coming to dinner. Mm. 
And Lord knows how many of those conversations that, hey, mom, bringing a friend over to dinner, a friend shows up. Oh. Is this your special friend? Mm, what kind of friend? Um, how you do know. you know him? How, how friendly are you? Don't worry about it, but we're going to lock the bedroom door. <laughs> Please do not interrupt us for at least two minutes. <laughs> we'll be done fast, Ma. Trust me. He makes me go. Oh, boy. Gotta get it done. He makes me explode <laughs> like a volcano. Okay. All right. Back to that glory hole, everybody. <laughs> Coming to you from Tom's glory hole. <laughs> All right. Well, um, shall I go? Uh, I'll do it. Why not? If you love the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as the episode is published. This girl's on fire today with the pronunciations and the (laughs) enunciations. You better work. You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you, our great listeners, Mm. can help to support the show with a pledged donation. The donations are collected monthly and can be of any denomination of a dollar or more. Daddy needs a little burger or something. This boy is on fire. (laughs) All right. Over to you. Trisha Yearwood. All right, everybody. Don't forget to get the Future Method and all other products today. All products are doctor-developed, clean, and now you can clean out without hurting your bum. Take confidence anywhere with anal powder packs and now increase your stretch goals with the three-piece anal glass dilation kit. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum accessory today. All right. Well, thank you so much for that wonderful assessment of all the products offered by Future Method. All there is left to say is toss it over to Jay because he's got more to talk about. And as always, it is time to put a ring on it. And our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher Radio. Nick? All right. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. Email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. I might respond. That's a lot. <laughs> Hopefully not in a month. Oh, I will tell you. You know what I miss, Nick? Nick announces. Oh my God. I, I almost said that tonight. I can't believe that I actually missed it because it annoyed the hell out of me. So much. And that's why I continued to do it. Yeah. And then she just stopped from one day to the next. And I'm like, oh my God. It's like progress. So that's so funny because I was literally like, do I do it tonight? <laughs> well, <laughs> next week. Next week. All right. Well, ladies and gents, I want to thank you all for uh, joining us on today's um, episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the Contact Us tab, which is located at the top of your web browser. There, you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast, or an individual host. You can also call us and leave us your questions via voice message, and we'll answer those for you on the show. Our phone number is 334 Gay Talk. Yes, it's from Alabama. Or if you need all those digits, it is uh, 334-429-8255. Don't forget that we do stream live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can access the live stream by going to our website, gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream. Ladies and gents, that is our show. Thank you all and have a good night. Bye. 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 Bye.